Welcome to Career Tours. A few weeks ago on Manager Tours, we released a series of casts which were a compendium of our email guidance. Over the last 14 years, we have done a number of casts about email, but we never put it together all in one place. And that's what the compendium was intended to do. After we released those casts, we got an email from a listener who said, I'd never listened to the cast on managing email until the recent three casts. Yesterday, I reorganized my Outlook email boxes per the guidance on rules and automatically putting things in different folders. Then I reviewed my emails quickly, noting the tasks on my GTD list. Then my email box was at zero. I performed the task I had noted and I finished them. And I suddenly seemed to have all this time. Guess I need to start getting deeper into my lingering task lists. Well... When we read that, we knew that we should not hide this guidance from the Career Tools audience. So for the next four weeks, uh, you'll be hearing the email compendium, and hopefully you'll have the same results as that listener. Welcome to Manager Tools. Email Compendium, Part 1. This cast answers these questions. What is Manager Career Tools guidance on email? Why is three times a day the most important guidance? Where should I start? Well, if you want to answer these questions and more, keep listening. Here we go. Our work with clients in the past 18 months reveals a great deal of company acquisitions and growth, which typically leads to blended organizations where processes, acronyms, and relationships have to be honed and developed. If you're a leader or HR professional, finding your organization in a bit of communication chaos, consider bringing manager tools on board with our effective communicator training. We teach behavior observance, analysis, and tailoring your natural style to be more in line with others. We even address email communication and how to be more effective there. Some clients have used this training as a team building effort. For $15,000 for our full day of training, it breaks out to about $500 per professional if you've got up to 30. Disc assessments come with this training. That's a $2,000 value included in the fee. For more information, contact Maggie at manager-tools.com. So Mark, why after all this time are we doing podcasts called Email Compendium of all things? We have 20 podcasts as of this recording that are about email. And we know we have over a thousand podcasts. And we can't believe that as important as email is to all of us every day at work, that there are people out there that aren't able to listen to all of our guidance because there are too many and there are too many casts and so on. So we thought we'd put it all together. This is a first for us, but we have some new insights as well. Yeah, good point, dude. There's we, <laughs> We've talked about email a lot. So instead of um, making you go find <laughs> those numerous podcasts on email, we're going to kind of collapse it all into this compendium. If you're smart, you'll go listen to them anyways, because, well, we're fun to listen to and we're just... We're skimming off the top too, dude. Exactly. Yeah. Well, I was going to make it more personal, but yeah, yeah, that's true. Yes, that's true too. <laughs> hey, there's another thing we we ought to mention this. If you're a listener, but you we don't really have a relationship with you. Two things: one, we'd love for you to have an account on our website. Look, it's free, okay. But the second thing is, I promise you, we're not going to spam you. Uh, you'll get an email a week about conferences and stuff, but all of our emails have content in them. There's an awful lot of content, recommendations, suggestions we've learned about and we use and we know are widely used that don't make it into podcasts because they're only a single item and they're unrelated to the podcast that we're writing. And if you do, that will make it easier for you to use our website. 
but one of the parts of our website is the map of the universe. It is widely loved by those people who are at our website frequently. You'll be able to see a logo for map of the universe on our homepage. Click it. It will take you to a page that breaks down the categories of all the podcasts we have ever done. There's Hall of Fame casts and podcasts on the Trinity, and then we break down the Trinity on one-on-ones and feedback and coaching and delegation, and then rolling out the Trinity. And if you drill down about three layers, you'll find the email category of the map of the universe. And I think it's in communications and then technology. And we've got 20 casts there. And one of the great things about the MOU is right at the top of this graphical sort of spidery-like thing is the ability to search. And if you type in email in the search box, it will show you all of our casts about email highlighted. What's more, an email cast might be in three or four different categories because we know not everybody categorizes the same way. The two pages I use most frequently on Mandarin Tools website, and I know I'm not an average user, but I, but for me, the way the site is organized, the two things that I use all the time are Map of the Universe and the list of casts. There's a page on our website that lists every single cast we've ever done. And then if you know a word in the title, you can search for that title word using Command F. I'm just going to make it even worse, and we're going to make this a podcast about the map of the universe. One thing we added recently, I a couple, two or three or four months ago, that many people probably are not aware of. If you go to the map of the universe, and let's say that you you have a, a, a peer of yours that you'd like to, and they've asked you for guidance on management around a particular topic. Well, one thing you can do is go to the map of the universe, navigate to the category that you're interested in. And if you right click, it's it's kind of a network diagram, right? So if you click on that node, you can copy a URL to that particular category and send that to them. And it will take, when they click on it, it will take them right to the map of the universe, right to that particular category. So it's a great way to share a block of content around a particular topic with a peer or a subordinate or whatever. All right. So... The second part of our podcast is about <laughs> email. So let's get to that, Mark. Yeah. One of the most frequent things we get asked about off topic at our public conferences and also at client training days is email. Usually what happens is, I know when I'm presenting, I can't speak for Kate or Sarah, but when I'm presenting, I make a motion. Like somebody says something about how busy they are. And I said, yeah, but I saw you. You're doing email the whole time. And I said, I, I don't think you're that busy. No offense, guys. I just think you're really inefficient. And email is a huge drain on your time. And so then we get into a discussion and it goes in the parking lot. And the last part of our day, we end up talking about email about half the time. Like we said earlier, we have 20 or 30 podcasts about email. And it's hard to find. So the whole point of this is to, to make it easy for you. And we have basically... Six big recommendations here. And I've read all the email podcasts recently and asked Wendy to put all this together in a, a coherent way. And so we're going to take it in a series of steps. The first one is scheduling time for email. Literally, as busy as you are doing email now, as much time as you spend on it, you've got to accept that email is a drain on your time. A huge part of your calendar is scheduling time for things that are priorities. 
And priorities are not what you say you want to do. Priorities are not what your boss says are your goals. Maybe they should be, but they're not. Your priorities are always inferable from what you do. And email is now a priority, but it's a pernicious priority. And so there's some guidance we have about narrowing its impact on your miserable professional life. Okay, so we're going to schedule time for email. We're also going to talk about how to do email, how, what actually is involved in actioning email. How do you actually go through it? The classic example I, I do is people, and, and this is exacerbated, Mike, you and I have talked about this from mobile devices, is I see people scrolling through email. And it usually tells me that they're looking at their email in chronological order. And the first one is the latest one. And it's just a really bad, it's a waste of time. We're going to talk about email related to relationships and then also what to use email for and not to use email for. We also want to talk about deliverables, how deliverables and email get together. And then we're going to talk a little bit about how to write emails. There's handling emails, there's processing emails, and then you also have to write them. And so there's some good tips we have for writing as well. Okay, so are we going to go through the outline? Because the outline, the outline in detail is a podcast in and of itself. Yeah, actually, this is one of this is sort of a throwback cast where we have six major topics, but we also have four and five and six subtopics to each one because we have so much guidance on email. I said to somebody recently, I said, you know, we've got tons of guidance on this, and it just showed me how people interact with the website because they, I says, oh, I didn't know that. Then I realized he's only been listening for a couple of years. He doesn't listen to career tools, which is our other cast. We tend to put email casts in. And folks, if you don't know, we have two podcasts, Manager Tools and Career Tools. And yes, managers do email like everybody else, but generally Manager Tools is for management issues, whereas we think of email as a broad professional issue. But you know, this person had only been listening for about six months and it wrote in and said, yeah, you've changed my life and it's really great and thank you for doing this for free. Now, to his credit, he was a licensee, which is why I saw his email. And um, he said, you know, I'm just trying to give back for the resource you've given me. But he hadn't, you know, gone nearly through the archives of a thousand podcasts he hadn't listened to. In fact, Mike, I will tell you that today, unlike 13 years ago, if I ask somebody, you know, how, how serious a fan are you? Although we did have that one guy show up at my house once. People say, oh my gosh, I'm just a huge fan. I listen to it all the time. And, and when I ask, how many podcasts have you listened to? You tell me, Mike, what's the number they give me? For the guys who say, I'm just a huge fan. Oh my God, 50. Dude, oh, perfect. Yeah, 50. And you know what? I have to caution myself against rolling my eyes, like 50. No, it's a year. Yeah, you're 120th of the way through. <laughs> Keep going. You got a ways to go. Hopefully, you'll be commuting for the rest of your life because then you'll finally yeah. get through it all. Anyway, he, he said, I, I don't, didn't look, you know, didn't know anything about your email guidance. I've heard Mark mention email as being a scourge and stuff. But, and, and the reason why is he's looking for guidance on the problems he's facing now. He probably started this particular guy, in fact, did start with the Trinity. And there's just so much more out there. 
we've never done this before where we've put together five, six, seven casts, in this case, 20 to 30, and uh, did them at a high level. But I thought it would be interesting. We try to do one to two new things a year uh, to keep people interested. Boasting an impressive employment rate of over 97%, Austin, Texas is ahead of the national average, and all indications point to future job growth. If you want help staying competitive in Austin's growing market, or have an eye towards moving into a management role, consider joining us July 9th and 10th. We'll be at the Sheraton Austin at the Capitol for our Effective Manager and Effective Communicator conferences. Register today at manager-tools.com forward slash training. So scheduling email. Only read an action email three times a day. That's it. There's a rule that if you have something to do and you don't schedule time for it, it will take up all of your extra time. Email right now is invading everybody's professional lives. Every time there's a break, every time you're walking from meeting to meeting, you're on your phone with your head down. In fact, I think the next species of homo sapiens will have a, a their head tilted down at 20 degrees. Or even better, that all homo sapiens will be have the ability to scroll through email, not make eye contact while also carrying on a conversation, which is utter gibberish. And so the bottom line guidance here is if you want to be effective, you have to restrict the amount of time you're doing mail. Email is not your priorities, okay? Email is an important tool to get your work done, but it's not a priority, Okay, and I know some of you are saying, oh, no, no, Mark, you're mistaken. This We have an email culture, okay? We'll come to that. What we're saying here, guys, is rather than doing your email throughout your day, when you have a minute, when you're walking between meetings, at your desk with unscheduled time. In fact, Mike, we have video of managers doing email. And if you let a psychologist watch, they're working on something, and they go check mail that is open. Their mail client is open on their computer. They go check mail even when there's nothing there. And these are people that have, you know, alerts and sounds and alarms when they get emails, all of which we'll cover. And they're working in a PowerPoint document or a Word document or a Google Sheet or something, and they just go over to mail. They just click on mail. And then they click back. Yeah. It's like breathing. Yes, exactly. And think about it, guys. I mean, if it were that important, email would be on your job description. But it's not. Communication is on your job description, and communication is the most frequent thing we do. So we've got to be careful about this. We have to find the right slot, the right way of thinking about email. It is not a priority. Your boss is not going to give you a bonus for getting to inbox zero. Okay. On the other hand, you have to spend time doing it because it is such a critical part of how organizations communicate. It's not the most effective, it's not the most efficient, but it's useful, very useful. So we recommend you restrict your, your time. We're gonna cut right to the chase. We're not saying we're the only people with guidance like this and you may choose to do it slightly differently. And I would probably be okay with somebody saying, I only do email twice a day because they would be so far ahead of anybody else who doesn't schedule time to do email that the difference between two and three versus doing and not doing is relatively trivial. 
But in our experience, with the nature of professional life today, having tried one time a day, which really quickly didn't work, two times a day and three times a day, it's been our experience that three times a day works. So uh, we recommend you process email. That is, you are in your email software client three pre-scheduled times during each of your workdays. Early in the morning, and I don't mean crack it on, middle of the day, and roughly near the time you go home. If you're at the office at 7 a.m., don't do email right at 7 a.m. Because what we find is then the email traffic becomes deliverables, and then you start working on other people's priorities rather than your own. So get some work done on your own, maybe half an hour, 45 minutes, maybe an hour before you do mail. Again, in the middle of the day, maybe before lunch, maybe after lunch, maybe during lunch, but I can't imagine that. And then again, toward the end of your day, but not the last thing you do before you go home and certainly not at nine o'clock at night when you're with your family. What this means, guys, is that you do mail. That means you don't look at mail. There's an exception. We'll come to it. Uh, No other time during your workday except when you're scheduled to do it. If you're not in one of those scheduled times, and by scheduled times, we mean it is on your calendar, and there may be some political or optical concerns regarding putting it on your primary calendar, so we hope you have the ability to have a secondary calendar, or lacking that, an alarm on your phone, a reminder that you have what I think of as a soft calendar appointment, meaning I have to do something at a certain time, but it doesn't need to take up a whole lot of time on my calendar, uh, or I don't have the ability because of the corporate system I use to do a separate calendar that only I will share that's not shared with everybody else. It would not be a good idea if you're thinking, oh, I'll just make this private because that item will show as private on your calendar and that's not smart. So it's as simple as that. Now, I do it three times a day for 30 minutes. I I get a lot of mail. Uh, At one point, I was getting 600 emails a day. I'm way below that now. But here's the thing. You're going to work on mail during that time, and we'll talk about this more in detail in terms of processing mail. You will do mail during only that time, and you will handle all of your mail. Impossible, I say. Impossible. Well, I used to get 100 emails every morning. Every morning. Some of it's time zones, right? And here's the big difference that people don't understand. And I'll use an analogy. If I tell you, you've got two minutes to do something, it has to be done in two minutes or you fail. Even if your brain says this is going to take five minutes, you will attempt to come up with some useful rule of thumb or algorithm or cheat or something in order to get something accomplished in the two minutes. If I give you four minutes to do something, it will take five, and it always takes you five, you'll actually become pretty creative to get done in four minutes, okay? But if you don't schedule any time for anything that takes up a significant portion of your time, it literally is like pouring water on the floor in your kitchen. You know, we have water in our kitchens all the time. Sometimes they're in the faucet and not coming out. Other times we have three or four glasses of water. That's an enormously different state of affairs in your kitchen than taking those four bottles of water and pouring them on the floor. Same amount of water, same kitchen. To the outside world, that kitchen is no different than it was before. 
but the entropy is incredibly increased. And now we have a time issue. Well, it's like getting ready to go on vacation. You have to get through all your mail before you go on vacation. And it's amazing. It's amazing. You get through all of it. Yeah. And you may not believe you can get through 100 emails in 30 minutes, but I've been doing it for 10 or 15 years now. And the reason why is that people have accepted, no offense, guys, we, we live this way too for a long time until we learned a better way. They have accepted that mail happens all the time. But in fact, the vast majority of mail you get is not urgent. We'll cover exceptions in a minute. And the rest of it can be handled, processed in a short period of time. Something else too. Because you'll be doing it all at once, you'll get better at mail. You won't be handling it when you're between two things and thinking about the last thing and getting ready to think about the next thing. And you'll become much more efficient. In fact, you'll become somewhat of an assassin. And if you're a nice person, you won't lord it, other, uh, lord it over other people. <laughs> if you're me, you'll tell everybody, yeah, you're an idiot. <laughs> you're doing mail wrong. Okay. Three times a day. Okay. Now, this is a compendium, guys. So I could spend a whole lot of time talking about this. I'm just going to mention a couple of things at high level to help you do that. Again, three times a day. You're going to empty your inbox every session. You're going to have zero in inbox zero. If you just Google that, you'll find a lot of people saying the very same guidance. Set up your email client to only retrieve mail manually. In other words, if you open your computer and mail is running, but mail hasn't pinged the server to get the mail, it won't look like you have any mail. Then when you start your email session, ping the server and grab all your mail. And last thing I'll mention, we're going to get, we're going to talk about your schedule pushback, but you have our word that unless your boss tells you to stop because he's a jerk, um, and that's actually true, you will not get pushback beyond minimal. It's just not that big a deal. Thanks everyone. That's it. We'll see you next week and we'll continue our email guidance then. So long.